0: Um, about the story when the Lord spoke to Moses and asked him um, to prepare a tabernacle for his presence because he wanted to dwell with his people. That's amazing, isn't it? He wanted to be with his people uh, all the time and there had to be somewhere physically that could be built. Um that his presence could dwell. And the tabernacle they built, of course, was uh, a tent and it was movable so it uh, could be moved around as they moved around, which is modern-day camping, I suppose. But that was good. But the purpose of the tabernacle was that his presence, his presence could be with them and what greater could you have as your goal or your vision than the presence of God being with you personally, with us as a church, and his kingdom being established, not just for Israel, but throughout the earth. What a wonderful vision to have. You got that vision in your heart? hope so. It'll keep you going if you have. But he spoke to Moses uh, in, in the book of Exodus, and he said, Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, Hmm, we'll get to the right one first, Uh, chapter 25, he said, The Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering for me from everyone whose heart prompts them to give. And it lists all the offerings and they were all kinds of physical things like uh, metals, silver and bronze and gold. Uh, they were jewels to go in the ephod of, of the priest and materials. Um, and then it says in verse 8, then, then have them make a sanctuary for me and I will dwell among them and make this tabernacle of all the furnishings exactly as a pattern. So from what I can gather, uh, this was a free will offering. In other words, they had the right to choose whether they were going to give the offering or not give the offering. And I I believe that that uh, is probably more applicable to us in the church today is that our offerings are mainly free will. Uh, We have the right or we have the option to choose whether we give or whether we don't give. Um, And it just says that receive... um, The offering for me from everyone, um, everyone whose heart is prompted or prompts them to give. Another version says uh, their heart is stirred to give. And the Message Bible says willing to forgive. And I just was looking at those three words and thinking, you know, that's a bit of a progression. So it's, it says, everyone whose heart has an ear to hear a little prompt. I think that's a poke. I think that's a poke in IT terms. It's a poke, all right? Just a little poke. So there's the Holy Spirit is um, sometimes if our heart is is open to the Holy Spirit, there's a little poke going on. Do you hear his poke? Do you respond to his poke? Or it says, uh, his heart is stirred with him. I think that's the next step because sometimes you can get a poke and you don't take any notice of it, do you? Uh, If somebody stirs you, you know, a big stir, it's a little bit more of a, uh, it's a little bit more personal, isn't it? And so our heart would respond probably quicker to a big stir. Do you ever hear, hear the Holy Spirit giving you a stir on offerings? Or a poke, a prompt, or a stir. But then it says, and here's a big one it says, willing to give. All right, so we can hear, I think we can hear a poke, most of us. Some of us may ignore a stir. But then do we act on it? So the action on it is to give. But the action has to be a willingness. Gosh, you know, we can give things, can't we? The Bible talks about in Corinthians about God loving a cheerful giver, not one that gives grudgingly. And we would all have experienced, I'm sure, giving grudgingly. God's looking for a willingness in a free will offering to him to build the kingdom. Wow, what an opportunity. So, you know, these people began, began to give and it says later, about 10 chapters later, that God had to say, hey, there's more than enough. You've given me more than enough. Now, did God need it? No, he didn't need it. But he did want a willingness of heart uh, to give of things that cost us, are of value to us. And I believe, you know, when God's got your purse strings, for, one, for a, want of a better description, or your bank card, he's got it. He's got you. If he's got your money, he's got you. I know that's very, probably very blunt, but it's a fact. If somebody's got your pocket money or your money, they've got you. Think about your kids. You know? They've got your money. They've got you. They've got your heart. It belongs to your kids. You wouldn't, there's probably nothing you wouldn't give them within reason. You didn't hear that, kids. All right, so God is looking for a willingness to give, and you know, like you know, you, you you're looking for that willingness, aren't you? I was thinking about when you ask kids to do something at home, you know, clean your room up or something, with a poke or a stir. You're actually looking for the willingness, aren't you? I mean, you know, we all have to go and clean up our room. That's not, not so good sometimes, is it? We've all been through that. All right? But when a child says, Yay! Cleaning my room up. Whoopee! <laughs> Their mum, would, mum, mum or dad would be saying whoopee too. It's a willingness, willingness component, isn't it? So God's looking for willingness. So don't give if you're not willing. God's looking for willingness. He's looking for our heart to be listening For the Holy Spirit's little poke, what should I be giving to? What offering should I be giving to? Or how much should I be doing? And then the stir. And I believe in the stir, there's a stirring of passion. There's a stirring of resetting vision. There's a stirring of remembering that it's kingdom business. God is building his kingdom and he wants his presence to reign all over the earth. All over the earth like it is in heaven. Can you imagine what it's like in heaven? Oh my gosh can you Can you even go there, and God wants His presence reigning in all the earth over all the earth? so I just encourage you today uh, in your giving always free will, this part, the offering always free will, but just just uh, maybe reflect every now and then on the little pokes and the stirs and remember that we 're building a kingdom we 're building a kingdom we 're kingdom builders. So if you're a member of this church or you worship here, uh, there's envelopes out on the, in the foyer, little post box there, back to put uh, physical cash in, or online. I'm hoping the details are up. No, they're not, but they're online. Uh, so if you'd like to give that way too. So let's just pray. Father, let there be a release of finances, Lord, in your kingdom. Amongst your, your people. Uh, Lord, that it, there might be just a, an outpouring of finances applied to the kingdom business that's going on around the world today. Lord, we need finances uh, to do your work. So open the hearts of your people to hear the pokes and listen to the stirs and have their eyes on the vision of the kingdom being on this earth like you would have it as in heaven. Lord, that they may give willingly and bless your heart in doing so. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus name. Amen. Good
1: morning all. Oh, Unmute. There we are. This better. Hallelujah. Well, we've got um, something happening here this morning, as you can see over there. And uh, one of the um, other churches in, uh, in Bendigo has been very kind to lend us a uh, their um, spa <laughs> um, structure that they're using for, for baptisms at the moment. So... Um, that's, uh, that's so good. We haven't used that one before, so um, we're, we're all learning, aren't we? It's all good. Before we do that, which will be, um, we'll have communion and then uh, there'll be a couple of baptisms this morning. And uh, if, uh, if anybody um, hasn't been baptised and they think, hey, you know, if, the, if the Holy Spirit impresses upon you this morning... Well that's fine, we can do that because i um, got extra towels and it's going to be a warm afternoon so drip dry in the sun so anyway. I want to talk about pattern this morning. There is a pattern, there is a pattern. Now our society, when we look at our society um, there's there's lots of things that we could say about it and, and most of them aren't good because the direction that our society has is, is travelled over the well how old are you how long how ba- how far back can you remember as far as um the direction that our society is headed in the in the last number of years decades even but it just seems to be that that um the the further we go the the, the quicker the, the changes are and the changes aren't great and so as the health of our society is not in a in a great state and i'd like to put it to you that family health equals society health because what's happening in the family is expressed in the society because the society is made up of multiple families and the enemy goes after families and as the enemy's going after families and disrupting families, then there's a, a result. There is a resultant um, expression in in our society. So, how do we enjoy a healthy family? Well, it's following a pattern. Have we got a we got a, a pattern there, Caleb? <laughs> Follow the pattern. Now, um, hand up. Who's who's Either you sew or your mum sewed. Hand up. Okay, all right. There's a few hands there. It's it's something in um, my mum's generation. Everybody sewed. Everybody had their Singer or whatever sewing machine, and they and they sewed clothes. So, I grew up with wearing clothes that were sewed by my mother, and she had these patterns. And sometimes I'd get into a bit of trouble because I'd get into the patterns and uh, there would be bits and pieces of all the patterns and, um, and you know, if that, um, if that got to the point where they all got mixed up, not good. Um, but that's another thing. So following a pattern is, um, in, in sewing clothes is, is great. But God has a pattern. God has a pattern... For healthy fa- families, and following that pattern is really, really important. So, that pattern there is expressed in all these bits. Okay. So this is a this is apparently is a work in progress. How long has it been a work in progress? <laughs> <laughs> so I could I could take all these these bits out, and and they're all. Different shapes, they're different sizes. They're I don't know how far I can go with this and not get in trouble like I used to get in trouble with my mum because, you know, there's, there's these bits and there's those bits and, and there's bigger bits. But they're all according to a pattern. The piece of cloth has had a pattern put on it and it's been cut out. Now, that didn't... I mean, it doesn't start that way. It starts with a, a piece of cloth. Does this colour look good on me? <laughs> uh, probably probably not, I don't know. But, you know, there's... And, and on this actual physical pattern, there's, there's different expressions because there's different materials that have been used, but it's all according to a pattern. All those things could be made out of um, the pattern that's contained or the patterns that are contained in there so God has a pattern for family and that pattern for family is expressed uh, in society so family is God's idea I want to read some scriptures out of Genesis And, and often I start with Genesis because it's a book of beginnings it's a starting point and i'm going to read genesis chapter 2 and i'll start in verse 20 and adam gave names to all the cattle to the birds of the air to every beast of the field but for adam there was not found a helper comparable to him and the lord god caused a deep sleep to fall on adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. And we see here the beginning of the pattern of God, that God was establishing a man and a woman. And that's, um, <laughs> that's you know, you know no, we won't even go there. A man and a woman in god's pattern now i was i was sharing a access scripture there at, at our, our men's group um, on uh, on thursday last about things that are in scripture and this is a bit of an aside but things that are in scripture that explain to us or that we can understand may be better now having The the knowledge that we have. Think about... This was written 3,000 years ago and those verses are expressing something that happened 3,000 years before that. But just listen to this verse. What does it sound like to you? And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. In our modern understanding, what does that sound like to you? Does it sound like an operation? (laughs) You know, if there's something that, if there's a a, a significant operation that has to happen, what what do we say they do? They put you to? They put you to sleep. God caused a sleep to come upon Adam. He removed a rib. And in my margin, um, when he said he made, it says, um, in the margin, it says, God built a woman from Adam's rib. Now, why a rib? Well, a rib contains bone marrow. And once again, science today, they can take bone marrow and they can produce cells for um, grow grow liver cells, or they can grow kidney cells, or they can grow skin cells. Okay, so bone marrow is a really really important um, element to to be able to do any anything like that. So we we know that, and the very you know very basic level, that things can or or, or physical structures can be built from bone marrow why a rib do you know that the rib is the only bone in the body when properly removed will regenerate it will grow back i mean there's five bones there's five places in the human body where you can take bone marrow from but the rib is the only one only bone that that will regenerate it grows back (laughs) how good is god (laughs) how good is god so that was an aside sorry so God initiates initiates family but he doesn't stop there because verse 24 it says therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh now we get a generation happening there a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife next generation So it was God's design that family would be generation after generation after generation after generation. And we get that from Genesis 1 verse 28. It says, Then God blessed them, that's Adam and Eve, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. That's going to be a lot of people. That's generation after generation after generation of families. You know, there's a lot of specific instructions in Scripture regarding families, and we're not to, we're not going to get to anywhere near um, all of them. But I want to um, I want to point out some that are really, really relevant, and they're relevant to every person in the room. Everybody, little people, children, adults, mothers, fathers, older people. Everybody in the room. But this says, this is in Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to read from verse 1 and out of the Passion translation. Children. Do you know we're all we're all children? <laughs> Doesn't matter how old we are, we are children of God. We are somebody's child. But um, this is specifically talking to younger people. Children. If you want to be wise, listen to your parents and do what they tell you, and the Lord will help you. Verse 2, For the commandment, honour your mother and your father, was the first of the Ten Commandments with a promise attached. And the promise is you will prosper and live a long, full life if you honour your parents. The first of the commandments, the ten commandments that were given to Moses, the first one that had a promise, and the promise was, obey your parents and it will be well with you, another version says. It's the pattern, it's the thing that God put in place. And, you know, that's that's an area that um, that can be a, a, a bonus or it can be a really positive thing in a family or it can be something that makes life really really hard then in verse 4 fathers don't exasperate your children but raise them up with loving discipline and counsel that brings the revelation of our lord so there's a, an instruction there to children to obey the parents and there's an instruction to fathers just do it. Or um, uh, another version says, bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. That means that parts of those of that is disciplinary correction. That's training, and admonition is, is warning or a mild rebuke where it's needed. A rebuke where it's needed. And you know, we need to take our responsibility as, as, as fathers to, to allow God to shape the pieces so that it actually fits together you know there's this paul wrote this and and he wrote um something similar in in colossians so we'll have a look at that colossians chapter 3 and verse uh 18 again out of the passion translation talking about relationships Let every wife be supportive and tenderly devoted to her husband, for this is a beautiful illustration of our devotion to Christ. Let every husband be filled with cherished love for his wife and never be insensitive towards her. There is a a moving together. There is is a, a, a oneness that God says... That that's how it was going to be. A man shall leave his father and mother and the two uh, be joined to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. There is an agreement that God is, is looking for there. Is that always easy? No, it's not. Does it take work? Yes, it does. So that's to wives and husbands. You know, in, in, back in, uh, in Ephesians, um, uh, Paul writes, uh, uh, and he's making an analogy between husbands and wives and and god and his church and um it talks about wives um submit to your to your husbands but then then it talks about husbands love your wives like christ loved the church and gave himself for her (laughs) you can't take the first bit without the second bit you cannot do that it's got to be got to be together but reading on here Um, Verse 20. Let the children respect and pay attention to their parents in everything, for this pleases our Lord Jesus. And fathers, don't have unrealistic expectations for your children, or else they may become discouraged. We've got to understand where where our kids are at and what they need to hear and and what the the realistic expectations are for that. And you might say, well, I'm not sure. Well, we we, we actually live in an information age. Yeah, you know, there are there are books over in in that um, little library over there that would talk about different areas of 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 what we're talking about here. And they're books that are based on scripture. There are ideas and practices and processes that are actually based on scripture. And scripture is the pattern. So, you know, we can say, Well, I don't know. Well well, how about how about we look? How about we educate ourselves? And you say, Oh well I might miss a I might miss farmer wants a wife. Well, you know. Come on. Come on. It's priorities. Where's the priorities? Hallelujah. So, okay. So what happens when your family doesn't fit? You know, we're talking about a pattern here. What happens when your family doesn't fit God's pattern? Every person, every person gets to decide if they're going to let God shape them. We all come, we all come, <laughs> we all come like this all right, no specific form, it's just, you know, whatever. But there's a pattern that God has. And if we decide, every person gets to decide if they're going to let God shape them. But when you decide, when you've made that decision to ask Jesus Christ into your heart, when you decide you're going to allow God to shape you, you invite him to fill anything that's missing, god is good at filling things that are missing because we live in a broken world we live in a broken world god's pattern is very clear in in so many things and we say well well god the the world is broken how we how are we going to cope with that well how about we just submit to the will of god and the word of god educate ourselves yeah and and allow him to fill what's missing to fill the missing pieces you know the, the scripture talks about the new man because we we've got a, we've got a, we, we are all born without a knowledge of jesus christ everybody is born without a knowledge of jesus christ and uh, jesus said to to nicodemus when he came to him he said well you you must be born again There is an experience in God that we are born again when we accept that, yes, Lord, I know know that you are. I know that you came to save me. I know that you died for my sins. Come and just come and fill me. (laughs) That's a a regeneration. That's that's a, a born again experience. And so... We, we become, in God's sight, we become a new creation, a new being. Old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. A new creature, a new person in his sight because we have that connection, we have that relationship spirit to spirit. God doesn't want to leave us in that place because there is more. There is always more in God. So in Ephesians chapter 4, um, Paul is talking about um, what happens when this process is ongoing and uh, there's a heading in my Bible, it's our new life in Christ but I just want to pick up at the, at the end and, and please, when, you, when, you're in, when you're in church and you've, and you've got scriptures that, that you hear don't, don't just say, oh yeah, that was good and go out and never, never look at them again. We've got to get back into. We've got to get into the Word of God. We've got to see that what's being spoken there is correct. We've got to feed on the Word of God because that's the thing that's going to that's going to shape us. That's the thing that gets us into where God wants us to be. That's the thing that allows Him to fit us together as He wants us to be. So in Ephesians chapter four, I'm just going to read the the last two verses in that chapter. Verse 30, the Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So when we ask Jesus Christ to come into our heart and be our Lord and Saviour, that's, that's he is the door, that's our beginning, that's our starting point, that's our connection with God. Is that our full salvation? No, no. There's a process that is worked through us by the Word and the Spirit that he is building us into our completed salvation. Our completed salvation is, is either when we, we drop off the planet or, or he returns for us. So verse 30, the Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted his holy influence in your life. Lay aside aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity and insults. But instead, be kind and affectionate towards one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Yes. Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. They're really, really powerful words that, when we 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 take them to ourselves, and look, there's there's actually there's actually things there that we can either we can decide to do, or we can say no, that's not part of the pattern that God wants me to be involved in. Those words, those things that we can yeah, we all get upset, but but hallelujah! I mean, lay aside all that stuff. Don't go there. Don't do that. But instead, be kind and affectionate to one another. Be kind and affectionate to one another. Our world is broken, yes. There's an evil influence in this world. (laughs) It's defeated. And as we decide to allow God to shape the parts of the pattern and us individually, then God is building together what he said he's going to do and that's his church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing (laughs) well how can that be well every person making that personal decision to allow god to shape them hallelujah now salvation can be a public thing or it can be a private thing when you ask jesus christ into your heart now you may have done it in the front of a church you may have done i did it in a mechanics institute hall um, you, where, wherever i, I had a, a youth group leader and and I, I've, I've mentioned this in church before his testimony was so real it was so real he was talking about his experience and, and he, he was uh, you know in his earlier life he was a pretty rough individual he was, he, was, he was a rough individual. And yet he would it, it seemed like every time we had youth group every week, he would tell us about where God met him. And it was in the paddock <laughs> while he was driving a tractor, he was a farmer, while he was driving his tractor, plowing up a paddock, and God so spoke to him that he got off his tractor and kneeled on the front wheel of his, of his little tractor and gave his heart to the Lord. <laughs> So real, but that was out in the middle of the paddock. Who saw that? Nobody saw that. God saw that. Nobody else saw that. I know, I know he was a different person after that. His family would have seen that, but nobody saw the act. So salvation would be a private thing. What about baptism? Baptism is a public thing. Baptism is a is a is a public. Yes, everybody, join with me. Join with me because I'm confessing and making a public declaration of of a decision I've already made to follow Jesus. And you know, if that decision has been made to follow Jesus, be baptised because that's the pattern. That's God's pattern in Scripture. There's ordinances in Scripture. There's a lot of stuff in churches that's not in the Bible, okay? Great ideas, all that sort of thing, but it's not in Scripture. How about we follow Scripture? Water baptism. Baptism means full immersion. That's just what the word means. That's one of God's, um, what do you call it, dictates? (laughs) No, one of his ordinances. So it's a public declaration of what God has already done In your spirit, when we go down under the water, we identify with Jesus' death. We, the Bible says that we are buried with Him in baptism, and we are raised in newness of life. So you think, well, I'm already saved, I've I've, I've given my heart to the Lord, I know I'm right with God, so what's what's happening here? Why? Why Why would God put water baptism in Scripture? Well, we are washed clean by the blood of Jesus and we are buried in baptism to be raised in newness of life. When the accuser comes, because we have an enemy, he is an accuser, he does this to every person. He will come to you and say, you're not a good person. What about this? You say you, you, know, you, say you believe in Jesus. But What about this? What, what about what you did? Blah, 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 blah. It happens to all of us. The enemy comes to every person and accuses. He is an accuser of the brethren. In water baptism, it gives us a point of reference where we can say, devil, get lost because I've been buried with Christ and I've been raised in newness of life. That's our point of reference. That's something that we can point the devil to and say, point, point yeah, the devil and say, no, no devil. You can't accuse me. There are no accusations against me, because my Father in heaven <laughs> Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he's on my side. <laughs> and every time you make an accusation, I've got an adver- I've got somebody advocating for me, and it's Jesus, because of what He did, because of what He did. I just want to read one more scripture. It's out of First Peter. 1st Peter chapter 4 and this has to be our primary this has to be our primary focus you know the Bible talks about all all the gifts of all the gifts (laughs) but of all the gifts what's what's the greatest gift that he's given us he's given us his love he's given us his love in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, Peter says, But the end of all things is at hand. It's a lot closer to the end than what, when he wrote this. But the end of all things is at hand. therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For the love of God, for love, Will cover a multitude of sins. Love will cover a multitude of sins. Do things happen in our life? Absolutely. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Are there upsets? Are there divisions? Are there what? Yes, there are. Does the wrong thing get done by me sometimes? Probably. But you know, love will cover a multitude of sins. And you know, God is love. So just think about this in relation to... I mean, it's a very practical thing here that we, we love one another. We don't, we don't focus on the, on the hurts. We allow God's love to, to, uh, to cover those things. But God is love. And can you see baptism in that verse? Love, what God did on the cross... His death and his resurrection, love, will cover a multitude of sins. And as we're baptized, we're raised out of that water, we get to say, right, O devil, that was it. I've made a public declaration of the faith that that I have in you. And onward and upward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, we're going to um, we're going to have communion together, and uh, we have an open communion in uh, in our church. Um, So, if you don't have your little cup, there are three points up there, and um, then we're going to have our. uh, We've got a couple of baptisms and and. As I said, if you're feeling a, prayer, a stirring or a prompting in your heart to be baptised, yep, more the merrier. One at a time, but um, you know, it's, not very, it's not very big. Um, and then we'll, we will have our, our baptisms. Hallelujah.
2: Amazing. How good. All right. I'm in um, Hebrews 10 today. I'm going to quickly read out um, a little bit of scripture and then I want to tell you a story. So um, Hebrews 10 verse 1 and the heading above it is Christ's sacrifice once and for all. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not reality themselves. For this reason, it can never, um, for this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeatedly, endlessly, year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. So it's talking about how they used to sacrifice animals, animals. as sin offerings, and it would it was this repeated process that the priests all the time were doing these um, sin offerings of animals to um, to to you know for people to repent of their sins and it says um, we 're in verse two for the worshippers would be would have been cleansed once and for all and would not would no longer have felt guilty for their sins, but those sacrifices are an annual reminder of their sin because it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifice an offering you did not desire. He's talking to God here. Sacrifice an offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me with burnt offerings and sin offerings. You were not pleased. Then he said, here am I, It is written about me in the scrolls. I have come to do your will, that he would be the sacrifice. So we're in verse 8. For he said, Sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, although the Lord required them. Then he said, Here am I, for I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will... We are made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sin, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. At the right hand of father god since that time he's waited for his enemies to be made his footstool because he because by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy the holy spirit also testifies to us about this first he says this is the covenant i will make with them after time I will put my laws on their hearts and I will write them in their minds. And then he said, their sin and lawless acts I will remember no more. And where these have been forgiven, there is no longer there is no longer any sacrifice for sin. So Jesus came and he said, I will take the sacrifice. I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, this week, just last weekend, we did a quick road trip to Melbourne and we picked up a new caravan. And I um, got down to Melbourne and we picked this caravan up and I'd seen lots of pictures and images. I'd seen video. I'd talked to these people for an hour on the phone. I think, I thought I had all my questions answered. And then I got there and I saw the van. And these guys haven't had the van under a cover for the last couple of months. And so on the sides of the van are all of these like little black mould type marks, which is really common on a caravan. And I thought, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll just – I'll be able to fix that, right? That's easy. I can fix that. It's just like it needs a car wash. So I um, bought the van. We came home. I stopped at Mr. Jaco on the way home and I showed him the van and I said, Mr. Jaco, how do I get these marks off? And he said, oh, you need to do this. And so he gave me what – was gonna sort out the problem, you know, and he said, I don't have it. I don't have what you need. You need to, to go to another shop, buy this stuff, it's amazing. It'll do what you need. So I went and bought it. And um and I got there and I thought, geez, this is a bit expensive. But Mr. Jaco assures me this is the thing. You gotta have this thing to fix the problem. So I got it and I uh I went home and got around to yesterday. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the marks off the van. I thought this is gonna be easy. I've gone and got the prescription. The JKO man told me what to buy, and I've gone and got what I needed to fix the problem. And um, <laughs> it's like a it's like a wash and wax type setup. So we've washed the van, and then I start um, cutting cutting the paintwork on the van, and the marks are not coming off. Like they're not coming off a little bit. They're not coming off at all. So there's marks everywhere. I've um, I've spent a fair bit of cash on this stuff to get this van clean and and nothing is happening. And I was thinking about it, going, Oh, are these marks actually gonna come off? <laughs> and um and then I was getting a bit frustrated and I felt um God just remind me, hey, you've got some other cleaner in um in the cupboard, why don't you try that? And it's called 30-second cleaner. This is a paid advertisement for 30-second cleaner, right? Um, You put this stuff on the end of your hose, the chemicals in like a drum thing, and you just shoot the hose at the caravan. The chemical comes out with water and it does its thing. Anyway, literally before my eyes, these marks were going. Now, I'm not talking I'm scrubbing the van or anything like that. The marks are disappearing in front of my eyes just as I'm shooting this chemical at the van, right? Now, I had prepared myself for a full afternoon of scrubbing and polishing and, you know, this was going to be a massive ordeal. But this thing is just coming off in my eyes, in front of my eyes. And I was thinking about that in relation to communion. Do you know, um, <laughs> these sin offerings that were happening, they weren't actually... Then they weren't bad, but they weren't a once and for all time. They weren't the solution to the problem that we had, and I could have spent all yesterday doing what I thought was right and what I thought was the solution to the problem, and there'd still be marks all over the van. And um, and when I was watching <laughs> this come off, this stuff was literally disappearing in front of our eyes you know we to the point where it works so well um, I got in a taxi because my car's at the mechanic and we went to Bunnings to get more of this stuff because I was amazed that it was just falling off in front of me and like that's actually the reality of um, the cross isn't it that all of those black marks that are there that we don't even know how got they got there sometimes are stuck <laughs> and if you use the wrong thing you can't it, it you can't make it better there's nothing we can do that can make sin disappear we could you know apologize to the cows come home to a person but that doesn't get rid of that sense of sin it's helpful um But he was the one who got rid of all of it, you know. And I had set myself up and my thinking up yesterday that this was going to be a massive ordeal. It's going to be a really long process. And, you know, if you've got the right stuff, it takes 30 seconds apparently. It it took me maybe 15 minutes when I had the right thing, you know. And I think sometimes we try and do life because we know best... And we've got the uh, we we've worked out what we need, and actually sometimes we need God's perspective on things to do it His way, and it's a whole bunch easier usually. And so um, this morning, if you um, you know if you've walked through the week and gone, geez, I oh, you know there's a lot that's gone on, and um, not feeling great right now about where I stand with Him, this is just an opportunity to reflect and remember what he's done and the invitation that he's given us to continually come back to what he's done and the price that he's already paid and what he purchased for that for us and that's relationship with him and that's um one sin offering for all time it's not something that we you know he doesn't need to do it over and over and over again once and for all time because it was the right thing for the job yeah so if you, um, if you aren't usually with us, there's communion cups at the back if you haven't already got one. Otherwise, grab the bread. I'm just going to pray. Father, I just thank you for Jesus. I thank you for his offering of his body once and for all time to cover us from everything that life throws at us and every decision that we make that doesn't line up with your will. And so, Father, we just thank you for your body broken in Jesus' name. And, Father, we just thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us us from our sin. We thank you that it was poured out for us and we receive it this morning. And, Father, I thank you for an impartation from heaven as we take this this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Just some logistics with baptism, if that's all right. Um, We do have a child safe policy, so our child safe policy is please don't take photos unless you've been requested. There is a video happening, so um, the video will be available if anyone would like it, but please don't take photos.
1: Yeah, so, um, yes, logistics. Um, our baptism, or font, <laughs> that's a good word for it, is um, over here. So, um, yeah, if people would like to come and stand around and find a, a, a space, um, I think uh, Mel and I are going to baptise Asher, and then Coral and I are going to baptise Cheryl. Glory to God. So, yeah, come over, come over. I'll, um, I'll just say when we, uh, in, our, in this church, when we, we baptise, um, you know the, the scripture says um, that you will baptise in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Spirit. Well, the name of the Father in, in scripture, particularly in the New Testament, they, they uh, refer to him as Lord. We know the Son he's <laughs> Jesus and Christ is the anointing. So we baptise in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah.
2: amazing 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 we'll get through a few quick weekly announcements and then um, we do have an all-in lunch today so if people want to go and get takeaway or order delivery and hang around and catch up that would be amazing how good was this morning So please be praying for Tanya and Darren Uh, this week. They come back Tuesday, we think. Tuesday, Wednesday, they're flying. Just be aware of that. Monday morning, there is uh, coffee here uh, for parents of the school and also our Kingdom Play Group. Um, Just some feedback on that because you guys are so into that um, regularly by buying coffee off us out there. That's paying for um, ministering to our school families, which is really amazing. We've, um, we've got quite a number of parents now who on a Monday will come and just sit and chat to others. And they're people who don't necessarily go to church, um, but are new to our community. It's just been a really great space that we've been able to speak into some people's lives. So thank you for that. That's on Monday. Tuesday is the ladies' meeting this week, 7.30 at Tim and Coral's house. So if you're a lady, 7.30, Tim and Coral's house. There is also a couple of books left. So if you are part of that women's Bible study and didn't get one of the books and wanted one, Coral does have a couple left. You can see uh, Coral or I after church and we can organise that. They're $20. Uh, There's a prayer meeting for our church community, 7.30 on Wednesday night here in the auditorium, and then again at 9.30 on Thursday morning. The Thursday morning prayer meeting is in the William Room, and that's specifically for us as a church to pray for our school community. So we'd love to see you in that space. This week we have uh, breakfast for our school kids on Friday morning uh, at about just after 8 o'clock. And then uh, Kingdom Youth in the afternoon, uh, straight after school at 3.30. So thank you so much to those people who volunteered to help do dishes last week um, and have just been available in that space. That's been fantastic. A couple of quick general announcements and then we'll get on to coffee and lunch. Is that okay? Um, we have we talked a little while ago about uh, donations to Fiji for the maths books for NCTC. Um, we have had some donations come through. It's not enough to cover the entire amount that we need for those maths books. So, if that's something that was on your heart to um, give to, we have made it easy for you. So, the Square um, Reader, the FPOS Reader, is here today with Fiji. Loaded, ready to go. So if you want to give some money to the maths books that go to Fiji, um, you can come and see one of the coffee team after church. We'll put that through for you. Um, Kingdom t-shirts. It's not about just our youth ministry. This is about where we're going as a church and as a community at the moment. We are placing an order tomorrow. So if you wanted one or your child wants one for youth, uh, they are $25. Come and see me at the end of the service. And again, we can fpost that if you don't have cash with you. Um, church camp. Who's getting excited about church camp? Caleb and I. Well, that it was easy to organise, Caleb. Let's have dinner at the Axdale Tavern. Sorted. Done. Church camp is July uh, the 7th, Friday the 7th to July 9. It's at Axdale. Um, I strongly believe, I might might be biased, I'm an outdoor ed teacher by trade, but um, camp does something to communities. Because it's all good that we can come in on Sunday and leave and do our life for the rest of the week. But when you've got to live with people and you see people... At 7.30 on Saturday morning before coffee and before bacon and eggs, before they've really woken up, you know the true person. (laughs) So um, we're going to have a really great time. We've already started talking food during the week. Coral and I got excited. We started planning menus. Bacon and eggs is a thing, just saying. So if you don't want to make bacon and eggs, come and I will make it for you on the Sunday morning, but you've got to be their whole camp for that. All right, um, we have put a cost to it and we've done this to give you guys a heads up. So it's $100 a person, kids under five will be $50. You have months to plan for that, so don't stress about it now, but that's your heads up. Um, if you are a family who goes, Do you know what, Um, that's not too much for us and we want to pay for someone else. Can you come and see me and we will hit your FPOS card up and you can pay for someone else who can't afford to go. Is that okay? Or even contribute towards someone else's payment. All right. Um, That is all for camp for now. There will be more as we go. Registrations will be via the website. It's not up yet. It will be in the next couple of weeks. So just letting you know that's there our Facebook page who's on our members Facebook page put your hands up my golly gosh we've got a we must have about 65 fake friends on there then yep um, so if you are on Creek Street Church's members page that's where we will start to see information reminders all of those kind of things flooding through it's also the space that if you have a midweek, prayer request that you need to get out to a whole bunch of people really quickly that's a great space you can go to Um, it'll go to the admin and they can um, they can let people know or post it up onto that page so if you have no idea what i'm talking about that means you're not in the group and we want you in the group so if you're not if you regularly regularly attend here and you're not in that group um, come and see coral or i after the service and we'll add you to that It's just a space where we will um, be giving out information as we need to. Is that okay? Amazing. So all in Sunday, our kids were in for the service, which is amazing. Well done to all of those kiddies. Um, We are going to hang around and have lunch together. So if you didn't bring lunch and you're doing the takeaway thing, go grab some takeaway come back, we'll leave the front doors of the church undone and um, we'll probably be out the back on the green grass, come and join us for lunch. Cool, have a great week, see you next week.